Hi, this is Quincy. You're listening to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Thursday, January 25th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by University of Michigan Wolverines' new football head coach, Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. Guess what? I got the job, JC. They're looking for somebody. I wore my khakis tonight. It's the last chance to wear my khakis. And guess what? There's a new Connor Stallions up in this place. <laughs> Breaking news. If you didn't know, now you know. JK's taking the job, shipping the family to Ann Arbor. We're moving to Ann Arbor. It was a tough decision. <laughs> hey. SJD, the basketball team at SJD, I gave them a chance to match the offer. <laughs> they didn't. Our elementary school, our, our, the elementary school our kids go to, I gave them the chance. I asked the principal, hey, can you sweeten the deal? She didn't. So guess what? Kelly's are moving cross country. Everyone in. There you go. And I know you have an airtight uh, NIL and uh, portal plan in place. So looking I'm forward to up. it. <laughs> I'm actually flying out this week and I'm shooting a commercial for a Dodge dealership on Sunday. <laughs> Like Oprah, like the University of Utah, just handing out dodges ah, to everybody. Well, they, they wanted a spokesperson, and I thought I could. There you go. They heard about the gloss. Anyway, JC, nice to see you, man. Been a couple weeks off for the uh, for the the sports gloss, as always. Thanks to the listeners, but um, we're back. We survived the great snowstorm of 2024 here on the southern tip of Vancouver Island, so we will um, we will keep it moving. We're alive. We're here. We're still standing. We're still strong. And uh, yeah, nice to see you again, pal. How you living? Doing all right. Getting over this cold. I'm still a little bit mucusy, a little bit nasal. You ever wonder where the mucus comes from? Like I'm always like, where's all the mucus come from when you're sick? Mm. Yeah, I don't have a great answer to that. I, I, I haven't. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> It was kind of rhetorical, but that's something I was, I was thinking about last weekend when I was uh, on bed rest because I, I couldn't. I was coughing up a lung. Yikes! Yeah, yikes! But here you I feeling am. better? Feeling better. Feeling better. You know, sometimes even uh, sports glossers, you know, like we're we're mere mortals. The, a, a cold will take us down. You don't want to hear us all nasally. And I mean, even one time we had the hiccups for God's sake, <laughs> and we persevered. <laughs> That was that was as low as it's gonna get for me. I'm, I gotta keep keep the mic, keep the airwaves uh, clean here. Actually, I was coaching. I've been coaching a lot this week. We've had basketball practice slash games times four this week, and you know the um, the vocal cords are being stretched. And I like to think that's good. That's good um, sort of working of the muscles for the podcast, right? And if the the voice takes a little bit of a rip, then maybe it sounds a little bit deeper. Maybe someone will ask me if I'm smoking a lot of cigars. I'll say no, but if it sounds that way that'd be great there you go you got to keep the kids in line got to project it's always important so you've been doing a lot of basketball this week but since uh, the last saw you, you had a solo parenting weekend because your uh two of your brood were were in a uh, beautiful berkeley california how was how was that weekend for you they had a great time which i'm still um some stories have percolated through the weeks which you love to hear as things come up as the memories are jogged they had a great time um down in berkeley and uh, yeah, myself and the other two, we had it. We also had a great weekend, man. It was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, hit all the favorite sort of dad spots. I make a clam sauce linguine that'll knock your socks Ooh. off. Yeah, clam sauce ling. We did a little big wheel burger. We we did have all the snow floating around, so that was fun. That was a little wrinkle we didn't see coming. And then um, 
on Saturday morning, if I may, just dive into one of the favorite topics that we have is, and that's I took I took Quincy and Zadie Bo to the uh, to the Flying Squirrel. Hey. Now, hold on, let me set the scene. It opens at 10 a.m. Yes. So my deal was, yeah, I mean, this is what you get with younger kids and older kids, but the older one's going to Berkeley, but guess what? Man, Berkeley ain't got shit on Flying Squirrel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you catch my sarcasm. So we go there, Jamal. We're there. We're in line. We're rolling in. I'm a little bit behind schedule because the pancakes on the flat top took a little longer than I planned on. We're rolling in at 1017. If that mother wasn't packed to the gills, six birthday parties going on. One, two, three, six. four, five, six. Six. I walk in and immediately see a friend of mine and her two kids. Like it's it's the full Monty, and I'm expecting it to be like at its sleepiest point in the day, which I realize isn't that sleepy. But I'm thinking at ten seventeen, we got we got some wiggle room here. We don't have any of that, and it's. It's on like Donkey Kong. Um, it's it's packed. Kids everywhere running over the trampolines into each other. I got to stay with the two and a half year old because she's in the mix, but need some guidance. So it's full on. Parents around the outside, sitting around the outside, most of them on their phone. But here's what struck me. Here's yeah. what struck me. If I may be so bold, um, there was a there was a, a father. I'm assuming a father. They have like, because of the birthday parties, they have sort of like this king or queen sort of throne set up in one corner for pictures. Okay. Now this cat, this cat, and I'm giving a description. There's no judgment here. I'm giving a description. He had on like a, like a Newsies, like a paper boy hat. (laughs) Yeah. He had on um, a lot of uh, interesting jewelry. I would say Manory. again, again, just from my perspective. Yeah. And he had his ear, he had his earbuds in. Okay. Probably listening to the sports class. <laughs> but again, he's sitting in like this big built up throne that's above even the other parents sitting around him. Right. Yeah. And I walk by this guy as I'm doing my patrols and he's not moving. He's got his pods in, his earbuds in, listening to the gloss, and he is not moving, right? All this jewelry is just glimmering, and I'm thinking like, man, that's like that's for like the birthday boys and girls, right? Not for you, but he didn't he didn't care or he didn't notice or whatever. It was interesting. It's just always just a slice of humanity. You know I'm a sociologist. I'm a good I'm yes. you know, a proud sociologist. And it uh, it's always a little slice of humanity in there. No, I love it when guys are just sitting there taking advantage of a situation like uh, waiting for a shoe shine at a place that doesn't do It felt it. like that. <laughs> it felt like that. <laughs> no, read the room, like feel the vibe out. Like you're this is a kid's rave. This is not for you, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. No, it felt like that. He thought it was the <laughs> king of the north. I, it was. I kept walking by him as he just sat there just looking at me. And In his like, head, he's like, hmm, <laughs> Like, just like, humming the tune. Like, man. I was like, I'm coming for you, Adam. In a couple more minutes, I'm yeah. coming up there. It's You know, that's one of those things I, I'm not for. Like, when people show up to a venue that's packed and they're just like, I'm gonna be a very pass. I'm gonna be a passenger. I'm a passive with my child um, supervision right now. Yeah, like I'm just like, there's enough people here that the crowd's gonna take care of my kids. <laughs> Herd <laughs> immunity. <laughs> exactly. No, my my aforementioned friend who was there, 
She just left. She dropped her kids and left. It's like, oh, there's a birthday party. I'm leaving and, you know, my partner will come back and pick them up. I was like, what? Wow. What? This you're gonna, place? You're going to leave them here? You're going to let them concuss themselves on some <laughs> of the apparati? You're not going to be in here? I don't know. I mean, teach their own, but that's not how I get down. She went home and immediately started looking on the internet for like a cast for her Tim Fib that was going to happen later. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, but aside from that, yeah, I mean, it was all good. It was all good. I'm glad um, my partner and Ellis got away. They had a lovely time and, and we had a great week and it was nice. As mentioned a few episodes ago, episodes ago, maybe seven or eight, like it's, you know, it is kind of nice. It's not that you can do what you want. But you just, there's not that dialogue of what's the plan? What are the decisions? We also have to do this. It's just kind of easy, free flowing. You can kind of follow your heart. <laughs> so well said. I'm in the midst of a solo parenting. Yeah, weekend. talk to me about yours. Yeah, my lovely wife decided that she was going to. And it's her birthday. Exactly. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Happy birthday to the other JC. What do you want for your birthday? A hotel room to myself in Vancouver. God, I hope she's well. <laughs> no, I'm giving her a hard time, but she has to chaperone a school trip, and it just coincided with her uh, her birthday. So she uh, took the ferry over. She's doing her thing, and I'm happy for her. But like you said, um, even this evening, I was very decisive with how the night was going to go when I got the kids, and I was just like, hey, look, this is what the deal is. Uh this time we're eating. Yep. You can have this amount of screen time. You shower now. You do this, like very regimented. And there was no playing off the other parent. There was no sort yeah, right. of discourse. It was right. It was just this is the way it is. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice. It is kind of nice actually. Like it was just like and like it. I had like a calm just kind of wash over me because it was. Also, I will say my kids default to my wife, and they all often will. How can I say it? Like. Whatever ails them, whatever, like, they've had a bad day. If there's any sort of thing, they kind of capitulate that onto, like, my wife. And then, like, I'm kid- I'm, I'm in the mix, but, like, kind of not like your guy in the, the throne, but, like, I'm kind of off to the side and mm-hmm. I've got to intervene and pick my spots. Like, can I do something here? Can I read this book for you? Can I patch up your, your injury? Sure. No, I need sure. mom to do it. But when it's just me, simple. Yeah, it is. It is. It does bring it. Yeah, it is. It is kind of simplistic, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love simplicity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're inundated with <clears throat> complexity, s- complexity, so much stimuli during the day, during like, you know, like you're running your own business. We're navigating all this other stuff. Like I got to take in a lot of podcasts during mm, the day. I've got yeah. so many things going around in my totally. head. No. I got all this important stuff to do. <laughs> all this info I've got yeah. to process. Jokes aside, it is nice just to kind of just be like, this is the way we're doing. This is what we're eating. This is the way, what we're going to do. Uh, da, 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 da. Love it. Yeah. Don't I'm, like it? Yeah. Call mom. <laughs> exactly. So for a, a temporary time, you know, for like these stints, it's good, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's it's important to mention that um, as long as it's short term, you and I, if I may speak for you, are we can make it happen. We can survive in advance. We can enjoy it. But you know, it couldn't last forever. It's like that. I'm not ready to go full single dad. No, 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 I, no. I, no, uh, no, 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 no. I have. That's the shit that keeps me awake at night. I'm like, like not to be too morose, but like I'm just like, what would happen if like there was an accident? <laughs> Like the the clam chowder's bad on the ferry, and your your wonderful bride bites it. 
it's the worst clam chatter I'd say we've ever seen on BC Ferries. But no, like I mean, jokes aside, I I I, I just let you into my brain. I like I do think about that sometimes. Like, man, what, what the fuck would I do? Like, that's scary shit on so many fronts. It was just like, I could see my kids like two weeks down the road. I was like, we're just eating canned beans. <laughs> like, Dad's just catatonic. Like, I don't even know what happens. It's a lot of loss. He just pets the cat all the time. I don't know. He talks about what used to be. I asked for a glass of milk. He gave me a glass of bourbon. <laughs> I just went with it. <laughs> but yeah, I think these solo parenting weekends, it's like kind of like that saying. like It's good uh, for everyone. It's yeah. good for everyone. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. It's yeah. good for everyone. That saying, it's like uh, after three days, uh, uh, yes, and like uh, and, and fish start to go bad or start to stink or whatever that is. It's like yeah. kind of like the same thing. It's like three days, I think, is kind of the like the peak there. Yeah. If you three, maybe four days, you can stretch it. But then after that, you're like waving the white flag. Like, I need a phone a friend here. I need some help. Let's stay on the parenting tip and talk about your Friday night that you have lined up. Tell oh, the people what buddy. you have. Tell the people what you have going on because it is. I think something to be jealous of and something I hope you enjoy and, you know, give us a little taste of what you have going tomorrow night, which is Friday as we record on a Thursday here in Little Owl Studios. You know, sometimes you get those like supernatural events that don't occur very often. Yeah, like tornadoes. Haley's Comet, mm-hmm. like just, you know, meteors, whatever, like those sorts of things. Well, tomorrow yeah, I have a solo night, not a soul in the house, just me because my lovely in-laws have taken it upon themselves. You're so lucky. You don't know it, but you're so lucky. <laughs> Go on. Can't take it for granted. Yeah. They're uh, ba- they're they're um, having a sleepover with the kids, and my wife, as I mentioned, is in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So I have this roughly, let's say, I don't know, eight. If I'm doing the math here, I don't know, like twenty hours. Not even twenty hours. Like sixteen hours or something to myself. It's gonna stay up the whole time and do Molly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think now's the time. <laughs> no, it's it's uh I have this there your in-laws are taking the kids after school. They're taking the kids to no school tomorrow, so I'm just going to drop them of course, off. Of course. Right, Thank you. Yeah. Because it's Thank a day you. that ends in day, so no school. Yeah. So, um they're taking the kids and I'm just going to be rolling solo and I ask myself this all the time and you know what? Well what the hell do you do? What do you do? The the it's limitless. There's so many options. I get this only once in a while. I know for some people, this is a regular Friday night. Yeah. But for you and I, when you have this situation, Mm-mm. I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. TGI Friday times 10. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is my Q&A, actually. Yeah. So Q&A with J&J this week brought to you by Timers. You're probably looking at me and wondering, Timers? Mm-hmm. I use Timers throughout the day to basically navigate my whole parenting life. My kids can't transition. <laughs> Which from, you won't have to do tomorrow. Thank God. My kids can't transition from one task to another without a brief period of just kind of, you know, they need some transition time essentially. So whether it be getting them ready to get out the door in the morning for school, uh, bath time in the evening, dinner time, end of screen time, whatever. I'm setting auto, audible visual timers, like mm-hmm. on microwaves, on mm-hmm. my watch. Anything I can grab, it has to be 10, 15, 30, whatever amount of minutes timers because if not, it's meltdown city, population me. Does Do the timers work? 
the or timers do work. They're they do. Effective. Do you have to reset it? Like, is or is it like some of us with the snooze button? Like, are you hitting it again? Okay, you get ten more minutes. It's usually pretty decisive. I can mm. set the timer, and that's it. That's the law. Like, the numbers don't lie. Yeah, they go with that. Yeah. Occasionally, it might be like sometimes if I need to buy time, I'm like, oh shit, that was a quick fifteen. I'll give you five more. Hey, guys, you know what? Five more minutes. You're welcome. Yeah. And I do whatever I need to do. But Beef and broccoli is not ready yet. I need five more minutes. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, my kids often get lost in sauce. Dante actually referred to the other day saying, like, do you ever, he asked me, he's like, do you ever find yourself with your head in the clouds? And I was like, do I ever? (laughs) But my kids definitely need, need time. It need signals to transition. So timers is what's bringing this question to us. And the question being, what do you do on a solo night to yourself? You're a parent of three. I can't even, I don't, I, it's something I haven't even thought of. I got to tell you. It's like a unicorn. It's it, like, it really is. Yeah. Do you, do you stay in parentheses? Likely do you go out for like, something to do for a little take a little spin around to your favorite store pick up a flossy new vintage t-shirt or something like what do you do that's a great question because i tell you i'll tell you what Golly, usually happens it's and i'll tell fun. you what i i'll tell you what i what happens and what i idealize like mm. in my mind i have these grandiose schemes and mm-hmm, things that i want to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. but what usually happens is I, I'm in bed by like 9.30. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, it's quiet. And I just end up like kind of just taking it easy. Yeah. But often in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, do I go out like Ryan Rosillo and sit at a bar and like eat by myself? Yeah. Do I go shopping and like pick up some, some sure. vinyl at Ditch Records? Sure. Do I order like extravagant takeout, like the things no one else in the house would want to meet, uh, want to eat? Or do I go purchase something and make an elaborate meal. Do I watch an action movie with the volume cranked up to 10? Yeah. So, you know, I'm always thinking about these different things and these. Uh, those all sound nice to me, pal. I think you could, any of those would work. I like, think any work. Yeah. But this is the thing. Sometimes I get analysis paralysis and I'm sitting there. I'm just like, I want to do it all. Yeah. And then the next thing I know. I want it all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to fit it all in and I'm like, you can't. Yeah. You can't. I'm like, why am I doing shots of tequila right now? It's six yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Like, yeah. try to just like amp up, just kick it up to 10. And really, you just got to. <laughs> and that will get you in bed at 9.15. That will get you in bed. So you just got to kind of treat it like a normal night. Take care of yourself, you know? Oh, it's so fun. It is fun. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying not to hype it. How up. could you not? Are you kidding? No. It's like prom night. Yeah, it is. You're just it's like. Better in some ways. <laughs> So good. I'm just like, man, I can't let this pressure get to me, you know? Yeah, I know. You got to yeah. soak it in. You got to enjoy the moment. Yeah. I think I'll drop the kids off and I'll go get my before and afters, as I referred to off yeah. mic earlier. Just yeah. get my, like, all of my meal accoutrement. Like, yeah. get my... Get your supplies set up. <laughs> exactly. Get my... Your, your solids, your liquids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get it all set up. Yeah. Just, like, stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Yeah. And just pace yourself. Probably watch some tennis. I could see you tomorrow, yeah. about this time tomorrow night, watching some tennis. Yeah. With your shirt off. I just have my shirt off. 
I've got tennis going. I've got the volume down on the tennis, and I'm listening to yes, records. I've yes. got like Led Zeppelin. But that's playing. perfect. But that's yeah. but that's actually really nice. That's a nice visual. Exactly. I love watching sports with some music on, especially when you're by yourself and you can play it at the volume level that you deem fit. That's quality living in my books, especially on a Friday night, especially on a solo Friday. Night. Oh yeah. Oh man. Sometimes we get gifts from. From the cosmos, and, yes. and this is one of them. Oh. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, soak it up, will you? For Thank all you. of us who can't, soak it up. Do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Let's take a break. We're a couple weeks into the NFL playoffs, Jamal. We got some great games this past weekend. Let's start there before we forecast the future, you and I, which we're apt to do. Shout out to Betstamp. But let's quickly go back for a second as we look back on the weekend some interesting games on Saturday and Sunday this weekend in the NFL playoffs. And quite frankly, and I've been lamenting this point to you all season, the NFL regular season to me was was drier than ever. It was less interesting than ever. But golly, the last couple weekends of playoff games have been really good and captivating and entertaining. Let's go back two weeks. Two weeks ago, uh, in our last episode, and let's recall and let's put the let's put our cards on the table. I think I went five for six on my picks. I think you Ooh. went. I think you went two for six. Yeah, that's gonna make you sing the Canadian anthem sooner than you want. You better <laughs> learn the words in en français. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you're on a heater, man. It's it was a great weekend in football for sure. Detroit took down Tampa Bay, and that's where I want to start. So Detroit. I don't know the last time they won two consecutive playoff games, and they've had two consecutive home games as well. That game went down to the end. It was tight. I think uh, they went by eight, but it felt tighter than that. And it was a fun, fun game. Ford Field was fired up. That's three F's alliteration. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tarico, who's a Ann Arbor resident. Exactly. He yeah. was referring to, you know, he's been to many games there. He's broadcast yeah. games yeah. there. And he was saying he'd never felt that election. Fans openly weeping. In the in the uh, crowd after the game, when that that final buzzer rang, fans openly weeping. Eminem, Marshall Mathers was there too, and he had the crowd going, leading the cheers. Yeah, yeah. they're playing some of his songs. You and, better loot. Yeah, he um, as well. They kept showing a guy. I think he was like in his uh, an octogenarian, like kind of mid to late eighties. Who I guess has had like t- uh, season tickets for Detroit games for yes, yes. Decades. I know who you're talking about. Yes, and they kept showing him and like how, just how um, happy he was. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that brings it all together. But yeah. another uh, part of that, your guy uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, you know, Michigan alum, uh, yep. their top pick a uh, couple years, two ago. years removed. Yep. First overall, all world uh, has defensive had, end. Yeah, so much success uh, getting to the quarterback and, and has impacted a lot of these games down the stretch. And there was just a scene where the camera stayed on him for a bit and just was kind of watching him with his war paint on his face, just taking yeah. it all in. Yeah, his and, eye black. Oh man, it was so cool because you're just thinking you're whatever 22, 23 years old, you know, and you're just in your home, your backyard. Essentially, he's he grew up in Michigan. Yeah. And went to the University of Michigan. Went to the University of Michigan. Had all that success. He would have some read, even as a 22-year-old, how much it means. Yep. And, Dan, this biggest game of your life, essentially. And then he impacts this game. They win, and it's just cool. And they, they advance, and they, they got the big bag 49ers, which we'll talk about coming up in a minute. 
Baker Mayfield played really well in that game. He's he's shown oh, yeah. that he can st- still play, and he's a very capable quarterbacking option in the NFL. Well said. Um, Jared Goff, as always in football, the head coaches and the quarterbacks get too much credit and too much blame when they win or lose. But let's just stay on that train. And Jared Goff played really well and looked really strong. Go Bears. And uh, I'm into Jared Goff. Yeah, Mojo Dojo Casa House, the uh, Ryan Gosling lookalike, Ken himself. He was getting it done, man. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a poor man's Ken. <laughs> but it, since we've gone down this road and you brought it up, but if you, uh, I mean, Jared Goff, I'm I'm caught up in Jared Goff's fiance. I mean, I'm stuck. I'm stuck, and I can't get out. <laughs> I'm caught in a moment. Lost in those eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's done well for himself. Oh my good gracious! Hey, if you can get somebody to leave uh, leave L.A. and uh, you know playing golf every day in uh, cold Michigan, no offense. <laughs> And uh, still ride by your side and go through some of those tough times. The franchise is not, you know, not at the pinnacle. Good on you. Yeah, Jared Goff's. I'll kick in the coverage. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So they they advance and uh, they'll they'll get the 49ers who took care of business. And I, I really, not to slight the 49ers here, but I want to focus on the other game on the other side of the coin on the AFC. Baltimore takes care of things pretty easily, but. The game of the weekend, everybody mm-hmm. was, had their eyes mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Buffalo hosting Kansas City. In Buffalo. In Buffalo. Jason Kelsey is there in the stands, shirtless. Taylor Swift, entourage there. Also there. Like the Buffalo, uh, the uh, Bills Mafia, like pregame doing their thing. Lighting uh, card tables on fire and choke slamming each other through it with a <laughs> smile on their face and mustard in their hair. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Shoveling snow for yeah. twenty dollars. Twenty an, an hour, hour to get their seat. I know. Yeah. This is brutal. Like Pagula's somehow like fucking brainwashed these people to like shovel snow to sit in their own seats. But anyway. What were your takeaways from that game on take- on Sunday afternoon? You know, I feel for Buffalo because Josh Allen played his ass off and Josh Allen often is, you know, Superman one minute and then uh Lex Luthor the next. Like Ooh. he's just the he, he can have a, the highest highs and the lowest lows in a matter of minutes. Like yep. he can throw a pick or like try to make too much happen, fumble the ball and switch yep. the, uh, the game. He didn't turn the ball over, was playing quite well, playing within himself, doing everything he had to, but it still wasn't enough. And on the back end of a couple of years ago, the 13 seconds game, as a lot of people refer to it, shout out to my boy Pat and KC, you know, when Mahomes came back from the dead, basically, and then got uh, got Casey out of a really tough spot. It happened again, but this time it had a really, really bad Buffalo deja vu, and that was wide right again. It wasn't Norwood. It was Bass, and uh, Buffalo missed an opportunity to land a field goal to send it into overtime, and they didn't, didn't do it. That was a fun game to watch. Two things. Yeah, you're right. That wide right field goal, it, it, it was almost like, I say as a non-golfer, it was almost like he pulled it or sh- or like hooked it, right? Yeah. Like it looked pure when it left his foot, but it just, it just pulled to the right. And the second thing I'll say on that game, and again, this is to your point about, um, to your point about Josh Allen, 
man, he can really throw a football over those mountains. Like <laughs> his arm, Uncle Rico. His yeah. arm is incredible. Like he played college at Wyoming, right? The Cowboys of Wyoming. The reason, one of the reasons Buffalo drafted him because he was so strong and they knew he could throw in that weather. Yep. And holy cow, can he ever throw it? Right. Like it's like the like one of the only quarterbacks in the league where you're like. Is he throwing it too hard? There was it's like John the, the play of that game. The play of that game, and I'm just gonna check my notes here. And the play of that the play of that game to me, my third observation, piggybacking on the other two, is that Stefan Diggs drop. Yeah. More like that Stefan Diggs miss, right? Where it went right through his bread basket. That may have been the play of the game, right? Yeah. If he hauls that in and they get a score there. That's a that's a big play, and that's a great throw by Josh Allen. I'm not a Josh Allen honk, but that's a you know those are those plays in these big games when every play is magnified, and that was something when like he had a clean look at that catch, he didn't catch it. Yeah, it didn't happen for whatever reason. Hmm, things that make you go hmm for sure. And it's one of those things where if you're Josh Allen, you got to be wondering like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do to slay this dragon? Because I done everything I, I protected the ball i'm making plays with my legs you know he had the game uh the game prior he had like this crazy 50 plus yard touchdown run yeah i mean the guy's a beast yeah, he's a good player respect to him yeah but he just can't get past the hump and can't get past patty mahomes 15 still on top in this uh this series right now it's Mahomes, there was all this stuff. Ballyhood, where it's like, oh, he's never gone on the road and won a playoff game. Nah, nah, da, 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 nah, nah, nah. You know, nah, nah. Kelsey actually shows up for once, balls out. Like all of his receivers have been like fucking up throughout the season, dropping balls. Yep. Uh, MVS yep. makes makes a catch. Yep. Uh, Rice is doing work. Like all these guys, and it's just one of those things. Just like, man, it's, it's fucking. It's Kansas Pacheco, City. Pacheco, yeah. Pachero. Yeah, he he muscled in a touchdown, like crucial to the the cause and. Again, again, JC, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Again, quarterbacks and coaches, too much credit and and take too much SHIT when they win or lose. Like that's that's how it is. But but let's be clear, Mahomes is I mean, he's the real deal. Yeah. I think I for my money, he's he's the best. I don't I don't have numbers in front of me or anything like that, but just the eye test. No, I can see that mullet. I see Mahomes' <laughs> mullet. That's all I need to see. You just—he's like the fucking boogeyman. You know he's coming. You know, like if you got—if yeah. there's time on the clock and he gets yeah. the ball last, good luck. Yeah. Well, that leads us. Uh, well, the, we're setting the table. We're gonna get into the picks for this week. We just want to do a little recap there, but we want to get into the 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 merry-go-round, the carousel that is the coaching uh, landscape here in the NFL. There were nine-ish jobs, I think, last time we talked, or somewhere in there, and then a lot of them have been uh, taken up and. And the uh, the big high profile one is is uh, your guy came in late yesterday, Coach Jim Jim Harbaugh Coke bottle Jim taking his talents to uh, to Los Angeles. He's a former Charger himself. That's right, number four for the Chargers back in the day. He's got some connective tissue to them. Again, why wore the the khakis tonight? Just because I think this is the last time. Right, he's moving on. I'm not going to be a Chargers fan from here, but Who's yeah, it's guy? a it's a funny one. We talked about this on the last ep episode 41 the Dirk Diggler episode like we were hoping we were hoping I think we both were in our own ways hoping that he was gonna hang on even though it seemed unlikely like maybe 
Now, apparently a lot of language, and I'm just re reiterating what I read. Apparently a, a lot of language as he was negotiating with Michigan about like, there's no way he could be fired. If the NCAA, all these sanctions come down on him, there's still a way he's going to, you know, make all his money. Michigan offered him a contract to make him the highest paid coach in college football, blah, 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 blah. He's looking for that like Donald Trump deal. Yeah. He had like all this immunity clauses. A little bit, yeah. A little <laughs> four seasons landscaping deal he was looking for. <laughs> anyway, I'm not mad at Jim because Jim got it done. I am still, I am still basking in the glow of that championship. Should so he, he he's going for he's got the he's got the college football national championship. He's going for a Super Bowl, take another run at his brother in the near future. I you know honestly it hurts a little bit but I I really wish him well I really wish him well and to me it seems like a logical place because again the impetus on the quarterback they got a quarterback in in don't call him San Diego call him LA and so you know it, it makes sense and they got a good a good defense I've got some aging guys some high paid aging guys it's not like it's an empty cupboard yeah Right, so good for good for my guy, Coach Jim. Right, I'm gonna miss him and his chickens in Ann Arbor, but you know the house is probably for sale. So, like I said, I'm I'm headed that way, and maybe there's like a straight swap I can. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with a couple of questions. Just hit me, rabbit fire here. Hit me. Okay. Do you think he'll get the Chargers into the playoffs next year? Yes. Do you think they'll win a Super Bowl in the next? Five years. No. Okay. I think they'll double their wins. I think they'll wow. double their wins, yeah. Well, they I heard something like they like seven or so of their losses were within three points yeah, this year, yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's a lot comes down to the coaching, right? Yeah, that's like yep. the it's like uh, any given Sunday comes down to inches, those inches add up kind of a vibe, right? That's right, Al. Yeah. 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 So I feel like he can make the difference. I think he'll get in there and he'll bring some of his schemes from Michigan. They'll run the ball more, kind of protect the quarterback. They've got a great uh, back in uh, Eckler, and, and they got some other guys, Keenan Allen, Go Bears. Right. They've got a lot of talent there, as you said. So I'll shift the gears and ask some questions about Michigan, some quick hitters. Obviously, we've been carrying this joke, but in reality, who is Michigan going to hire? It's got to be Sharon. Yeah. Un undoubtedly that's yeah, your so. that's your pick first yeah pick? i think yeah. so i think we gotta take sharon right he coached six games this year he won all those games he beat penn state yep beat ohio beat ohio state i mean really yeah like, no he, he did no he did facto yeah so i mean i i mean to me that thing that seems like an easy choice i think they have to take sharon more the oc he was he's been so aggressive all year you know that that feels that feels right to me that feels right to me your Wolverines next year. Are they it's great to be. <laughs> are they reloading or rebuilding next year? No, they're just reloading. Really? Yeah, you think so? They're, they're just reloading. Apparently Harbaugh is going to take the defensive coordinator with him to to San Diego, L.A. Um, so no, I don't think they're. I don't think they're rebuilding. I think they're just reloading. I think they're just reloading. Yeah, I feel good about it. Your rivals across the way, I know, are just stacking a yeah, lot they of. Are. Uh, they got the NIL up. Yeah, they're getting a lot of vet. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. <laughs> they got a lot of vet guys, so to speak, in college. Mm -hmm. They don't have like nine year, like ninth year tight ends like Miami, but they've got a lot of guys yeah. coming back. Ohio State's trying. Yeah. No, I think I think they'll just be reloading next year. And um, yeah, I know 
Yeah. Moving on, looking at some other destinations here. Raheem Morris lands in Atlanta. They had two. Is that a done deal? It's a done deal. Oh, that's news to me. I like Raheem Morris. I like him a lot. You know, he was like yeah. 31 or something when he had that Tampa Bay job. Right. I feel like you can't. Fall. What the fuck were we doing? We were 31. <laughs> I wasn't running a team of grown ass men. No. Yeah. I was chasing skirt steak. <laughs> Callback. Great callback. Yeah. So that being said, I think it's great. He's earned his chance. He's That's been, cool. He's been awesome with the Rams. They were overachievers this year. Uh, I was pulling. I was kind of rooting for him to land with Seattle. Selfishly, I'm going to get to Seattle in a moment. Yeah. But yeah. Same here. So he's landed there. But the kind of the story within the story is that they had two interviews. I think with Harbaugh, but more importantly, they had two interviews Belichick. with Belichick. And yeah. right now. Belichick's at the dance with no partner. Mm. And that's really interesting. We've only mm. got a couple jobs left. We'll talk about in a second. He's like you tomorrow night. Hey, you know what? <laughs> He's probably got that little smirk on. I'm going to have a fucking cut off hoodie too. I'm drinking my orange juice, having a good old time looking at mock drafts. Hell yeah. <laughs> Invite him over. Yeah. Hey, Bill, come over. Let's talk about uh, tight ends. From Let's the listen to some records, Bill. <laughs> Me, him, and Saban are going to chill tomorrow. Totally. Lots of D's nuts jokes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, that being said, do you think Bill uh, Belichick, all right, actually, rewind. Belichick, is he going to be a coach next year or is he going to be in a, a TV booth next year? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of jobs right now, I understand, but. I don't think he's going to do either. At this point, I thought he was going to get a job by now. He hasn't. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't, I think he's taking a year off. I think he's taking a sabbatical. I think, and that's a good thing. I, I think, think he's going to Portugal. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's coaching next year. The following, he takes an opening. Nice. Yeah. You? I think so. I think he'll take some time off, kind of look at the landscape. There might be a better job. Hell, Dallas might open up. Like they, there's a I lot thought, of things that yeah, can happen every year. There's yeah. a lot of coaching jobs. Yeah, I thought he might land in Dallas this year, actually. Yeah, but I guess Jerry wants to continue puppeteering with uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. So for me and for a lot of our listeners in this area and the PNW, Seattle Seahawks are still looking for a coach. And for me, I feel like it's right in front of your face. I know a lot of times they want new talent. They want to get guys from these different trees that are mm-hmm. hot commodities. They're mm-hmm. OCs and DCs, but. Is Vrabel the perfect fit for Seattle? Yes. Yes. It is Mike Vrabel. Why isn't that done yet? I totally agree. Like, just the, the culture, like, the the grit that he brings. I know that. I agree. I we agree. Had, we had that kind of defensive-minded Pete, you know, Legion of Boom all those years and, and all of that. And I think they probably maybe want, like, a quarterback whisperer, like, some sort of sexy, like, OC They don't have a quarterback. In. They don't have a quarterback. They should draft one this year, to be honest. Fucking Penix, let's go. Run sure, sure. But uh, all that being said, I think, get Vrabel, Yeah, man. get Vrabel. I, he, He's I a think great fit. Things soured in Tennessee, but he didn't have a lot of lot, wow. lot of ingredients to work with there. Man, I like Mike Vrabel. Yeah, you can't make a good cake if you ain't got the eggs. Vrabel gets the HC. He brings in Belichick as the, <laughs> the DC. Could you imagine? No, but oh, I like man. it's a fun idea. I love. I'd love that. Yeah. So let's get to the picks on this weekend, JC. All right. So the first game on Sunday, the early game, if you're on the West Coast, I think it's a 12 o'clock start, and that's Kansas City traveling to Charm City. Shout out to the Wire, Baltimore. Who you got? I hear Omar's coming. (laughs) I'm going in this game. This is the first game of the day? It is. And it's in Baltimore? Yes, sir. Those beautiful purple jerseys 
running around. Yeah. Ray Lewis, they're gonna come gonna come out of the smoke and do his dance. Football and crab cakes. That's what Maryland does. Yeah. Ray Lewis maybe kill somebody. I mean maybe <laughs> allegedly yes, but like uh, I don't know. Let's he's, not get into he's it. Still a free man. I'm taking I'm taking Tyler Texas's own and that mullet and I'm gonna ride with the Swifties. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. He did it. I'm taking the Chiefs. They've got the pedigree. They've got the experience. They've got big Andy Reid in his beard. <laughs> you can't see it now, but Justin's doing the chop. No, he'd never. No, I know. I actually would never do the, never chop. do the chop. I don't even actually like saying Chiefs. <laughs> I know. Chefs. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm taking the Kansas City Chefs. I think they just. I think they get it done. Baltimore's a good team. I like Lamar as anyone would. Um, Bobby Petrino's favorite quarterback. <laughs> but I, I'm rolling with the uh, with the Kansas City. Um, don't call them the Chiefs. You. Baltimore is a four-point favorite. I think the Kansas City will cover, but Baltimore will win. Money line go by a field goal. They win by a field goal. Yeah, got the best to do it. Uh, Justin Justin Tucker. I think. Um, I just that defense is so good. It's good, and I feel like I still don't rely on Kansas City's uh, receivers. Their their defense is banged up. Uh, their middle linebacker um, Gay, I think, is his name. Number fifty, I want to say. Um, who was doing a great job with Allen, got banged up last week. They've had some injuries. I just think it's Baltimore's year, yeah. man. I think Lamar, as yep. much as like Patty Mahomes can get it done, and he's a magician, I think... Lamar might that, be ready? That Houston game last week, there was a they looked flat early, and then I think Lamar ran for like two touchdowns. Yeah. They've got decent receivers. They flowers, uh, likely. Baltimore gets it done. Second game... Detroit, San Francisco, in Good the Bay game. Area. Good game. Yeah. It's in, it's in um, Santa... Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Santa Clarita, but yeah, yeah, Santa Clara. It was rainy last week. I don't know what the conditions are going to be like. Uh, apparently, last I checked, shout out to my boy Andrew, I think to get in the building, it'll run you like four, three, four hundy. Mm, US. USD. We're waiting to see what the Andrew's waiting to see what the um, the weather does to see what things drop and, and maybe if it's he might, rainy he can slide rainy, in he might for make, two. He might, yeah, he might he might make it for a couple bills down yeah. there. But anyway, um, San Francisco seven and a half point favorites versus the Lions versus the Lions. Who you got? I'm gonna go. It's going to be closer than seven and a half. I think Another De- field goal, perhaps? Yeah, I think Detroit covers, like, I think it's a four, three-point game. But mm-hmm. Jared Goff, outside of a, a dome, has not been good. And that Detroit defense gives up a lot of points. I think the key figure in this game is Debo. Is he healthy? Is he not? Because mm-hmm. he can make an impact. But mm-hmm. you got Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk. If Brock Purdy doesn't fuck it up, we're good. So I think... You're I going with the it. Niners. I'm going Niners. I hate to say it, but I'm going Niners. I'm going to stay in the state of Michigan as I'm devote to that state I've been to once. I'm I'm rolling with the Lions. I Woo. believe in quad shot Dan Campbell, as mentioned. <laughs> I bite some knees. And, and Jared Goff's choice in women, and I'm rolling with the Lions. <laughs> I'm rolling with the Lions. I love it. Jared Goff's got a good picker, and hopefully he can throw the ball well on, uh, on Sunday. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Both those games are really exciting. They're like this is this is the good time to be um, interested or even half interested in the NFL, and and both those games are great. You got Baltimore and San Fran. I've got Kansas City and Dallas. We'll see what happens. Let's go. Let's put it a- put it on the board. Shout out to Betstamp. Yes, sir. May the winners be mine. <laughs> Let's take a break. Tennis never sleeps. Australian Open also never sleeps. I feel like that because they're 19 hours ahead of us, and I've been staying up late, taking in as much as I can, and it's been a great tournament. I've gotten up in the middle of the night, and I'm not the best sleeper, but yeah, I got, I've been caught up in a couple of matches at like 3, 30, 4 o'clock, trying to, you know, just had it on in the background, and all of a sudden, I'm a little bit dialed in. For sure, you're fighting the dying of the light, and you look, and it's Melbourne, and it's like 30 degrees out. And Everyone's having fun. It's a good time, yeah. Alcaraz is buzzing. Yeah, man. Australian Open, they call it the happy slam. Because people are just so vibrant beginning of the year, beginning of the season. I remember being in Australia as a brief aside. I remember being in Australia, not in Melbourne. Never, I've never been to Melbourne. But I remember being in Australia, you know, this is a lifetime ago, when, when the Aussie Open was going on and the whole country being kind of caught up in it. I thought it was pretty neat. Aussies are such great. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> really, like, into the athletics, I think, whether it be uh, – the torpedo doing this thing back in the day nice. or you know track and fields or, or whatever it is yeah. like uh, rugby tennis no they're into it quite a legacy yeah, yeah it's pretty cool so yeah aussie open i'm just gonna hit a few highlights i mean you kind of know the order of the day i'm not gonna dwell too long but we're at the tail end here of the slam kind of back in the the second week on the women's side, there's been so many upsets. That's been the big thing. And we're down to the final two here, Sabalenka and, and Zhang. Her first time in a final, Sabalenka, you know, she's That's the, the final? Yeah. Official, wow. like a referee with a whistle. Okay. Yeah. So Sabalenka uh, beat Goff last night, kind of avenging that uh, U.S. Open defeat. I like Coco. Coco's great. She's yeah. young. She's talented. I think yep. her game is going to get better. This is not her ceiling. Um, I think... Lots to development there. She'll get the serve going. She can fix that forehand. She's going to be great. She can fight. She's so athletic. But, yeah, Sabalenka got it done. And you know what? Um, she's facing Zhang. Her first time, she just broke into the top 10 as well um, during this tournament, uh, Zhang. And it's pretty cool just to see her. She's a really vibrant uh, person. Love her post-match uh, con- uh, you know, pressers. I think Sabalenka is going to be too much, and I think she's going to repeat. But uh, we'll see what happens. But that's what I think is going to happen. Um, also, before I get to the men's, well, actually, I'll just touch on this right now. We're not going to get too deep into it because I'm not one to really live tweet as you refer to it. But Djokovic center is happening right now. It's two sets to one center. Maybe by the time we finish this podcast, I can jump back in and, and uh, catch the end of this match. But We've got those two battling out in the semis and the men's, and then Zverev upset uh, Alcaraz, and he's playing yeah. the octopus. Medvedev on the other side, they've had a lot of history together. Medvedev leads the head-to-head 11-7, to so I think that's going to be a battle later tonight. If you're up at... Uh, that's that's tonight. That's, that's oh, tonight yeah. local. That starts at... Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it starts at 12.30 Pacific is the time I think it believe it's. 3.30 Eastern for all of our East Coast fellas and, and gals out there. That's fun. Yeah, so that'll be a battle. Um, we'll talk about picks for that in just a moment. 
but I wanted to hit a couple of my favorite moments throughout this tournament. I, I watched as much as I could, and these are a couple of things that stood out for me. Mira Andreeva, I believe she's like 16 years old, Russian player. She's great, really vibrant, uh, outspoken. She's kind of got that like... I saw this. I didn't realize she was that young. She's super young. Oh, yeah. wow. It's kind of like um, she made some noise last year in a couple of tournaments. She's got this kind of happy-go-lucky vibe and energy, but during this match with Diane Perry, she was really suffering. Um, Rafa will tell you anytime tennis is suffering and you got to overcome that suffering, but she was down 1-5 in the third set and it looked like she was you know, thinking about her ticket home. She battled back. Diane Perry got really conservative, and she came back. She was getting all this heat. Uh, Andreva just like saying, "Oh, people are like her mental game is not there yet. She's young. She's not ready." Because it's was... a good lesson. Don't get too conservative. Yeah, <laughs> on so many levels, I could speak. I could agree with that, especially in tennis. She was just uh, Perry was just slicing for our tennis aficionados out there. Really conservative with her balls and waiting for Andreva to make errors and then Adreva just got hot and like a wave you could just see the momentum she got the crowd behind her and when you get the crowd behind oh, you yeah. that Aussie crowd that changes everything and she got it done man and that was one of the highlights Djokovic also had another highlight for me he was playing Taylor Fritz shout out to California and he had this serve and volley we'll, we'll call it with, ast- uh, with an asterisk or with uh, quotes I should say he served the ball and I'll see if I can find this and put it on, on our IG possibly. I say that so many times and do it about 10% of the time. But anyway, he hits his serve. Fritz, it's like a basically a perfect return where he has like no time to react and he just kind of sticks out his racket, but it's all intentional and he hits it back and hits a winner and then does this weird just celebration where he just like puts a, a finger to his nose, not like you stink, but just kind of like this weird almost. Was it kind a of, shushing? Was it a shushing? Maybe it was a shushing. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, but it was super weird, but it was also just like the most baller shit I've ever seen. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Also, I want to give a shout out to a French player. But then Fritz lost. And Fritz lost. So Djokovic, yeah, Djokovic did that. And like, yeah, he took took care of business as he's off to do because he's a Terminator. Yes. (laughs) But 10 Aussie opens. Yeah. In his He's life, won it or in a, ten times. I want to say in a row, but that's probably no, not ten no, on the no, trot. No, I know, I know, but, but it, yeah, it kind of feels like it. I know it yeah. feels. I mean, you can just get the energy from the other players too. Like, oh yeah. shit, he's here. Yeah. Well, it's we know over. how this is gonna go. Yeah, but we'll see if Sinner gets it done tonight. It's a it's a long road to hoe, so we'll go, we'll see how it goes. A sinner loves a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't come out right. It came out perfect. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, other shout-out I want to give is uh, Artur Cazot, a French player. Man, this kid, he's got the double. He's got both ears pierced. He just looks like this kind of like curly-haired like French like hipster. I can see him just walking around Marseille listening to fucking sure. like, MC Solar and like just catching vibes on the med. And um, he's got this like lethal serve. He's only six feet tall, and he serves in the like 230Ks which is fucking crazy. Justin drives that fast, so maybe it's not that crazy for That's you. That's true. That's true. But, um, I mean, this kid was great, and there was a match that he won, and it was basically like watching the World Cup. He had this whole French fan base in one corner of the court. They were wearing... Going crazy? 
going nuts. That's fun. Ale, I love ale, that. Ale, I love ale. that. That's fun. Uh, yeah, they were just going nuts. And after he won the match, he went over to them and started like dancing and chanting with them. And it just felt, it didn't feel like, you know, country club tennis. And I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. And I think big things are ahead for him. He's only 21. He's had some injuries, but now he had a breakthrough. He lost to uh, her catch the other night, who was a quarterfinalist. But look out for him. And I want to give a shout out to America's own Jim Courier. He's in his 50s. He's mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. Agassiz, Sampras, Michael yeah. Chang crop. Yeah. He's won, a couple, I think, two or three yeah. Grand Slams himself. Great player, great commentator. Yeah, yeah, just really good. And he's so astute. And the thing that separates him from a lot of the other commentators, he asked, like, really cool questions like he asks like real questions not the like kind of boilerplate fodder that like a lot of guys will come on he comes onto the court after the match and two stood two interviews stood out for me one was with medvedev and he said medvedev is unique in so many ways but one of the things is he stands really far back to return i'm talking like like three plus four meters sometimes behind the line meters yeah that's right Wow. My passport's in the mail. I'm going Sir, metric. You must know the anthem by now. <laughs> so he got he just basically is like, Why do you do this? And yeah. he like basically like it was cool. It just turned to this de facto like tutorial of like Medvedo's mindset and how he does yeah. it. Because a lot of people are just like, How did you overcome being down a break and then you sure. know, but he was like, Sure, no, talk about technique and like sure. real real shit for the nerds, the aficionados. Sure. So that was cool. And then Sinner he talked to him about his racket setup because Sinner, if you watch him, he hits the ball so cleanly and just there's something unique about the sound the ball makes when he Ooh. hits. And he got into it and Sinner got into all this like, he's like, I don't want to give out my secrets. But he was like saying how he's got like lead tape at certain parts of the racket to kind of keep the stability and balance and all the like inner nerd in me was just feeling so fulfilled because mm. they were just getting into that shop talk you tweaking know? tweaking your racket as they spoke and i was sitting there i was just like i need to do this i need to make my racket I, actually that's what i think you're gonna do tomorrow night <laughs> while you're in an empty house is tweak your racket just shirtless putting lead tape at like uh freaking like yeah. nine and three on my racket i love it just knowing like i'm gonna dominate now hitting hitting a tennis ball against the wall in your house <laughs> while your wife's away scaring the shit out of my cat yeah, yeah. so um yeah, it was just cool. Shout out to Jim Curry. He always asks really cool questions, and I just think he's a gym, pun intended. So that was cool. Finals picks. I mean, as it stands, Sinner's, Sinner's looking good. I, I, if you recall, I, I put a dollar on him because I don't go too heavy, but at 1,100 to 1 and uh, pre-tournament in November because he was in a great vein of form. If Sinner wins this match, I think he wins it all. If Djokovic wins this match, Djokovic winner take all. So Djokovic wins this Love match, it. I think that's Love number it. eleven for him, yeah. number twenty five overall. Yeah, and Get it feels like Seb- it feels like Sabalink on the women's side. It feels like Sabalink is a done deal there. So if you're you hear this, uh, if you're listening now, it's not too late. Unlike the Drake uh, mixtape from the days of of yore, but I think if you can place a bet, that's where I would go. Whoever wins this match, that's happening right now. Obviously, you can't do it, but I would put the money on him. <laughs> but if you listen to this and you got time for Sablienka, just go heavy on that. So that's my tennis wrap-up. Tennis never sleeps. We'll see how things shake out, and we'll recap next week. But I want to jump into they playing basketball. NBA talk a lot has gone down since we last. Yeah, since two weeks ago. Yeah, it has. Dipped in the pool. JK, first thing, you're a Raptors 
fan. Yeah, first things first, my people come first. The uh, how about the the Raptors trading the last surviving member of the 2019 championship team that most people got caught up, caught up in around here, and that's Pascal Siakam being shipped out. Moving on to the Indiana Pacers, we get a couple of draft picks, three three first rounders, uh, Bruce. Brown, who we loved last year, played a nice little role with the with the Nuggets, with the Denver Nuggets last year. I got to tell you, a little bit sad to see Pascal leave. I felt a little bit pulling at my heartstrings a little bit to see Pascal go. However, I'm back. Like I'm watching the Raptors is enjoyable again. I'm back into it. And uh, I know you're not a big Pascal guy, but uh, like I'm back watching as much raps as I can. Even and again, sad to see Pascal go. Great player. I remember hearing an interview with him in his when he first got drafted out of New Mexico State, and seemed like a young kid, Cameroonian kid. It was like perfect fit, but maybe the end of a chapter. And yeah, again, I'm back with the raps. It's fun to watch again. R.J. Barrett, yeah, uh, quickly. Uh, these other pieces, I like it. Obviously, a little bit of, you asked me before, a little bit of a rebuild, a little bit of a retooling. I think both are applicable, but I like it. I like it too. I think Spicy P, Pascal, he's like 29, I think, is a lot of money on that contract or like if you're going to have to re-up in the yeah. future. Yeah. Moving into his 30s. I think, honestly, I've said this before and you know, so you might not agree with me, but I think this is his ceiling. He's done the damage. They've won the championship with him. Yep. Move him along. Get some picks. Get some guys back. Bruce Brown, you know, is sturdy. He can get things done. Sturdy. And, good word for Bruce Brown. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, honestly, if he sticks around. We're, we're weeks. We're like, I think the Super Bowl week is the, the draft. Or sorry, the, the trade deadline. I think Feb 8 is yeah. trade deadline. So I'm curious to see if it's a permanent stay for, for Bruce Brown. He traded that, uh, that cowboy hat for a... Uh, a hockey stick, and I'm wondering if that's going to be permanent, if he's going to be a Raptor for the, the long haul. You're talking about a uh, cowboy hat in Colorado? No, apparently, like, I don't know why, but I saw this picture of him, like, go, like you know, they have to do, like, the runway walk-up thing. Sure. An Indiana game this season, he's wearing a cowboy hat. So I don't know if they get down like that in Indianapolis. I didn't know they, I, Indiana doesn't strike me as a cowboy hotbed. I don't know, maybe his, his uh, research team made some errors. <laughs> Apparently the Lakers are digging around on Bruce Brown. I could see it. He's a good defender. He's an other like guy who could bring the ball up and give you some minutes. Yeah. So yeah. So we see and like I don't know. Anybody will take Lakers picks if they if they're giving them out. But yeah, I think that's good. And the, end what, of an era though. Sorry to yeah, sorry yeah. to jump you there. End of an era to see that's Pascal was the last surviving member of that championship team with the mm. Raptors that galvanized the country. One of the great things of sport. And, um, you know, it's done. It's done. Pascal's it's done. gone. We're, it's a full, you know, it's a full change. It's a full sea, sea change. Speaking of full sea changes or uh, mm. things that have changed as well, the Bucks fired their, their coach, Adrian Griffin. Former Raptors assistant. There you go. Um, they fired him under like very weird auspices because they're the number two seed in the East. They were thirty and thirteen. Yes, and then pretty said, good record. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they said uh, things weren't working. I guess, and uh, if it if it was broke beyond belief, I guess. So I why do you know. why do you think they did that, Jamal? I think my uh, freaky deaky 
Giannis yeah. just said this isn't working. I mm. heard some rumblings around that Vegas trip where they lost to Indy and in the um, the in season tournament that mm-hmm. things weren't going going well then. And I think that you know from my inside sources uh, may have been the tipping point. And I think there were like weird stuff with like Terry Stotts being fired at the beginning of the year. And there's a, nice, a well lot done. Of, a lot of like breadcrumbs that led us to here, and. Just seeing the Bucks, if you saw their pregame yesterday, where they were just dancing around like villain Brooks before yeah, yeah, the game yeah. collectively, like, it was like, but it was a gleeful dance of like we're kind of sort of set free here, or like we're substitute teacher today. Yes, <laughs> well put, sub teacher. Yeah, like again, like you tomorrow night. Yeah, for real. Yeah, but that being said, like um, it's it's weird. When you you're on top of things, maybe the hire wasn't good to begin with, but you're looking at the Bucks paying three different coaches this year. Coach Bud, you know, kind of, yeah. we're not far removed from that championship in what 2021. Yeah, um, and bring him back. <laughs> well, they brought Doc back from. I took him from the 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 broadcast booth, and I'm really interested to see what happens. I mean, Doc kind of left Philly of the bad taste in his mouth. Philly's really doing well with Nick Nurse, another Raptors tie there. And I'm really curious. And my question for you is, mm. is, is Giannis a coach killer? Hmm. You know what? I, I'm going to sidestep that question just briefly and say that you would hope that uh, Milwaukee did not make this decision if they didn't talk to Giannis. So if Giannis is saying to the owners, we can't stand this guy like he's – He's something's wrong with him, as you mentioned. Longtime NBA head coach Terry Stotts was w- w- decided to step away in the preseason. When Adrian Griffin was in Toronto, there was all these rumors again, rumors, rumors, rumors about um, shout out to Fleetwood Mac about <laughs> he had he had he was married, he was like cheating on his wife, and there, again rumors like all this kind of nasty stuff that became public, right? Yeah. So. I'm not going to call Giannis a coach killer. However, if I'm if I'm involved with the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm asking Giannis and secondarily I'm asking my guy Dame Dollar, "Hey, is this working? Or are you guys at your end even though we're only 43 games into the season?" As crazy as that sounds, but I'm not wasting a year of Giannis. When Giannis goes yeah. downhill, it's over. So it seems it seems ludicrous that they're firing him, but but yeah, yeah. It's it's an. It's odd not, I, I didn't really answer your question. Other no, than to say that I'm not sure. We don't know really, but it's an odd one to say. So yeah, we'll see how things play out. Doc Rivers, he's like licorice. You either hate him or you love him. So I'm I'm curious to see how things pan out with him. I like Doc. Couple weeks in, when he's got this, when his voice is really raspy, <gasps> I like I yeah. like a Doc. Doc Rivers. Let's do next week. Let's do Doc Rivers impersonation. Let's work on that for a week. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to. He's he's a Marquette uh, alum, so he's back in Milwaukee or Milwaukee. Nice. nice. So we'll see how that all shakes out too. There's one more NBA note we wanted to hit, and and that is uh, never trust a big button to flop. Kyle Lowry moving from South Beach to uh, the. He's uh, got a Charlotte. great. He's got a great base. He does. He does, man. <laughs> yeah. All about that base. No trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Is he ever? <laughs> so Miami ships him. 
and they get uh, my guy Scary Terry Rozier nice. in return. Nice. And Miami's been on a slide. I think they lost to Boston tonight five in a row. They've uh, they've gone down on, and you know Miami, all they need is to get into the the tournament, so to speak. And They'll be fine. They can do eight seed, don't matter. Yeah. Whatever, ten seed. Yeah. They showed that in. last year. Exactly. That being said, by the way, where's your favorite player from Milwaukee last year? Where did where did he? Um, remember you had that uh, man crush on uh, Gabe. Oh. Uh, Gabe Vincent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's with the uh, Lakers. He's he's uh, he's wearing street clothes with the Lakers. That's right it. Yeah. That's it. Wondering what what goes on in D'Angelo Russell's head most of the time when he's making choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that hasn't worked out yet. You know, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Gabe Vincent. But I think this- Big Buck Kyle got traded. Yep. And the, I don't think that's his final destination. No, we'll talk about no. in a moment. He's going to skip on somewhere else, hopefully. Speaking of the Lakers, I could see him with the Lakers or some team that nice. needs a vet, like a Phoenix that needs nice. like a point. Like Phoenix. Phoenix seems like a great landing spot. Well done. D Book has been the de the, the facto yeah. uh, point guard, yeah. but he's not a distributor. That's not sustainable. Yeah. I wonder if you get Kyle to come in and give you 20 minutes in playoff oh, games. I like that. I like that. So I'm interested. I don't think Charlotte's the final destination for Kyle at this point of his, his career, but I like this scary Terry as like a, an alternate kind of scorer. I think he can get the job done. I like his gr- He's got like heat culture, if you will, written mm. all over him. Mm. If you remember the Boston years, he's a fearless guy. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This, this Miami lineup, they were like um, – I think plus thirteen hundred to win the East the other day, and Ooh. I think if if you got a couple of shekels, I wouldn't mind throwing it on. That's them. not bad. They could get out of there. Totally. You've got Hero Jimmy Buckets finished cutting his uh, country album. He'll be back. Right. Uh, Big Bam out of bio. You got you got pieces. You there. got Jaime Hawkes. Oh, Jaime Hawkes, Triple yeah. J playing well. Yep, and you got. Arguably the best coach in the league. So they've been there. They've done that. They Who just got that big new deal once his divorce was finalized. <laughs> but, Making him, again, the best coach in the league to piggyback on your point. Can we just like, briefly talk about this this uh, this acumen, this business acumen, this like making deals. You should sign him up for yeah. uh, Kelly Green and just yeah. get him to like, do some oh, deals yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like I can just see him in the room with Pat Riley just being like, look. I want to re-up, but... Give me three months. <laughs> I got some other paperwork pending. And once we're the T's and I's are crossed and dotted, then I'll be... If you don't know, Spolstra and his longtime wife, they got a couple kids. Divorce proceedings have been elongated as they are apt to do. And then as soon as they're done, literally like a week later... He signs like a hundred million dollar deal for another seven years with the Heat. He's seen those Richard Pryor stand up specials. Nice. <laughs> he knows what to do. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's let's move on from NBA and talk a little NHL as things start to heat up. Kind of parallel timelines here. And yeah, one of the big things, a bit of history, like a couple of weeks ago, I think, or a week or so ago, uh, Flower, as they call him, I believe, in the room, Mark Andre Fleury became the second all-time in wins. I think the mark was uh, 50, sorry, uh, 552. And that's crazy because I'm, you know, I'm a very um, casual fan, but I remember those days with Pittsburgh 
him grinding it out, yep. kind of a soft-spoken guy, and just the durability. And for him to win, go to Vegas and make this impact, pretty cool. What are your thoughts? You're right. Durability is the word. Uh, Pittsburgh for a long time, Vegas, now Minnesota. Like The guy's been incredible, been around for a long time. He actually is our age and still doing it. And these goalies, it's one thing to be a player, I say, as a, a beer league, um, you know, hockey player. But, man, these goalies, like, they wake up in the morning and all they do is stretch, 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 no matter what. Like, that's what they do, <laughs> right? Like, so for him to be still doing it, still playing at a high level, uh, um, he's not the starter in Minnesota. It's kind of a 1A, 1B. But, yeah, he deserves – he deserves – Flower deserves all the flowers in this case. Like it's it's pretty great. I got stretching on my mind. I yeah. can never get enough. That's right. And as you said, this is second all time. This is like a big this is a big deal. This is a big record. Who's number one? Is it Wa? I think it's Pat Roy. And he is now the Islanders coach. Back in Montreal tonight as we speak on a Thursday. Yeah, I think it's Pat Roy number one. We should know that. I should look it up, but I'm not going to look at my phone. But Yeah. yeah that's funny. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool seeing that that all play out. Let's talk Canucks yeah. for a second. The locals. 32 wins on the year. I ordered you a, I ordered you a Quinn Hughes retro like the black and yellow jersey Ooh. i think you'll wear it i think it might get some burn i love that i think it might get some burn canucks are hot now listen and this needs to be said i gotta get my juices flowing here on this this needs to be said now when we started this pod 40 weeks ago the Canucks were such a, a just a smoldering pile of dung. <laughs> they the the management was so piss poor. The 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 players were just seemed to be relatively ill-equipped. And man, a lot can change quickly. And and I just want to be clear, like the management of the Canucks deserves all the credit, right? I was like we had this previous regime of Jim Benning, and it wasn't so long ago we were we were chanting Bruce, there it is, and that's I think Bruce was okay, but man, it's really just goes to show what what some clear leadership can do. And and Jim Relaford, who just got re-signed for another three years, even though he's like 78, he's the president of Hockey Ops. We got Patrick Alvine, who's who's now in his second year as GM, clearly being comfortable with the job. As mentioned two pods ago, we got Rick Tockett as the head coach. He's instilled his culture and his style, and man, it just comes through the screen. I got to tell you, Jamal, I've watched more Canucks games in the last two months than I have in the previous two years. And the, and the Canucks are playing well. They're playing exciting hockey. Your guy, Quinn Hughes, is the best skater the Canucks have ever had. Uh, Elias Pettersson is, you know, he's played uh, a little bit lukewarm the last couple of nights, but he's buzzing. JT Miller playing really well. Like, like I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon. My ticket's punched. Are you getting that peak Pavel Bore feeling in your loins? Mm, I'm not quite back to uh, peak <laughs> Pavel in my loins. <laughs> Sorry, pardon, but it's close. It's close. I'm I'm really excited, man. I think hockey talk's going to continue on the pod as we carry on. It's almost the All Star break in the NHL as well, and and the Canucks are fucking buzzing, and it's it's exciting and it's fun, and they got those they they got these great jerseys, man. Like it's. 
It's pretty wonderful, JC. Do they wear the millionaires jerseys often? No, no. no. I see uh, guys wearing the around town. Around town. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, they don't wear those. Actually, we had um, we're recording on a Friday. If you remember back to Saturday, if you're here in Canada or in the states, but we had Hockey Day in Canada. It was here in in Victoria, and they had a lot of things going down down on the Inner Harbor. We had this freak snowstorm too, which kind of was a little bit of um, put a little bit of a. Uh, kibosh on some of the frivolity but still neat anyway jamal long story short the canucks five guys on the all-star team including the coach man get get on the bandwagon get yourself a hat come on let's go if you're not on that bandwagon and you're not on the uh, first place winnipeg uh bandwagon yeah you're probably on the uh oilers bandwagon because they've won 15 in a row. 15 in a row. 15 games in a row, imagine, in, in any league, in any department, in any sport. Pretty incredible. Showing up for work 15 days in a row is different. Well done. Well put. <laughs> 15 days in a row? You're, think you're this close to a sick day tomorrow. <laughs> I see that computer in front of you. Yeah, you got it. You got to queue up. Yeah, good point. 15 in a row? I mean, this is uh, this After is that really terrible interesting. Start, yeah. Feels like it's going to come down. Feels like it's going to come down to the Canucks and the Oilers in the Western Conference. And man, that's that. Ooh. We got a lot of listeners in Alberta, and that feels so good. That feels right. That, that feels would be. right. That'd be wonderful. And yeah, both teams are playing out of their mind. And to your point, fifteen in a row is incredible. Quick question for you. We always obviously hear about the Battle of Alberta, but also I kind of get a vibe, and maybe I'm incorrect here, that Calgary and Vancouver have a bit of a rivalry, but I don't get that Edmonton-Vancouver rivalry Mm -hmm. as much. Am I incorrect there? Maybe a little bit incorrect, but I don't think one's greater than the other. Okay. Other than to say that they're both, like, pretty primary rivals yeah yeah but i don't think there's one greater than the other stay out of it kraken yeah (laughs) kraken aren't there yet with the outdoor game canucks getting invited didn't get invited to the the game at t-mobile so they're not there yet (laughs) but yeah and it's a lot a lot happening a lot to watch uh Boston still playing well too so we'll talk more hockey as well we will yeah Quick uh, best of the rest here before we get out here. It's it's a, a bit of a sad tinge here, but like a, a death knell for uh, Sports Illustrated, as you put it here, like death blow last week. Sports Illustrated kind of went under. And um, briefly, we'll, we'll talk about kind of our, like, you know, talk about the landscape of sports media, but also we'll, we'll end, let's end on positive memories of, of Sports Illustrated. But, how do you feel? Like, what is is this a bellwether for kind of how sports media is going? Like, the Athletic is absorbed absorbed by uh, yep. the New York Times. Yeah, we've seen kind of some things shifting in that landscape. What does this symbolize, or what does this mean to you? Like, such a bastion for so many years in the sports media. I think it feels like a little bit of a. Um like the end of a piece of my childhood as a as a obviously as a sports fan growing up and still now that's why we're both here but oh, man I look so I look so forward um, to my house with my with my pops and and every Thursday getting that episode of Sports Illustrated in the mailbox man I I used to love that I couldn't couldn't wait to see that so 
obviously newspapers and magazines are are slowly dying and decaying before our eyes but i don't know the uh, si took a hit last week and and you alluded to all these other companies are kind of taking them on and it's not going to be what it was and it's kind of over and yeah like i had that yeah, yeah. I just used to thumb through and read read Sports Illustrated from cover to cover. I used to get the the Christmas shirt, Sports Illustrated sweatshirt. I had that that cutout cover of the swimsuit issue, edition of uh, Tyra Banks on my wall. Like, I I I loved it. I drank it all up. I drank it all up as a young person, and um, from eight to eighteen, and I couldn't. You know, I used to stack up my old copies of it in a in a box like they were worth something. I wasn't ready to give them up when I was finished reading them, JC. That's how I felt about it as a as a sports fan. I know, I feel you. It's like Thanos is inevitable. You know, just the the like I said, the landscape changing and and things morphing, and it's unfortunate. I'm a <laughs> dating myself here, but I'm a print journalism bachelor's degree holder. Print. Journalism, love that. love that. Yeah, that didn't didn't have the crystal ball out when I chose that major. But but um, that being said, you know things have changed so much. We're doing this podcast, and and so many others are in that space as well. And yeah, people aren't picking up uh, hard copies of physical uh, media in the same way. Just the way the world has evolved. But I actually had Sports Illustrated for kids. I started out with That's Sports Illustrated too. for kids. Me too. And then it shifted my subscription, which I think was like sort of like a running Christmas gift, eventually shifted to like the regular Sports Illustrated. And I, yeah. again, I I enveloped, I, I just soaked both of them up as much as I could like a Mormon. So, well, you read my mind that thought. <laughs> Sorry. I just got that. That's amazing. Um I agree. Like so many things. I, one, a couple of quick memories for me. I remember vividly so many times going to the dentist office or going to like the doctor's office and kind of panning through the magazines, and then I would catch like a Sports Illustrated. I'm good for 20 minutes. Exactly. I was, I was on cloud nine. Yeah. I was so yeah. happy because I was nice. Just like, nice. Get this good housekeeping out of here. Exactly. I loved opening that magazine in the first few pages. You see Ugh. like the beautiful still photos. I remember seeing like some of those awesome Oregon ducks. Like, well done. Um, the photos were great. Yeah, Marcus Mariota years or whatever. Like, and then it'd have like even before the caption of like yeah. what was happening. Like all yeah. of those beautiful Rick things. Riley on the back page. Yes, uh, Grant Wall when he was writing about basketball originally and then into soccer. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Big time R.I.P. I mean, just like that was the preeminent sports sort of knowledge, you know, um, source. Yeah. Just I, I looked forward to that college football uh, yeah. preview in like August yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like seeing where they, because they would have their own top 25 or whatever. And you got college of, basketball too. Yep. You get a feel for like what's to come. And, and you, it was a trusted source. Yeah. They had, like you said, amazing writers. Obviously, swimsuit issues formative in our, our teen years sure and, and even later sure. and, uh, <laughs> but there's so many wonderful things that i will always connect to sports illustrated and um it, it's sad you know the, the things change the world moves on and i'm sad to see it but but it's it is a little bit uh, sad it is a little bit sad but you know i can remember you know just again just lying in my room just like reading it just working yeah. my way through it and the and you know, kids read differently now, but man, that felt 
looking back on it now in this moment, if that felt pretty, uh, pretty pure. I agree. Getting like yeah. quotes from players on certain things and and coaches and yeah, yeah. Just the columns are great. I love the layout of the magazine. Even the font is something that's like just like lasered in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just I can mm-hmm. I can point out certain issues, things I'd put on Doctor Z wall. with the NFL. Yeah. Peter King. Monday morning quarterback type stuff. Yeah. Oh, I just ate it up. I just ate it up as a sports fan. Yeah. So here we are just to pour one out for Sports Illustrated. But, you know, um, we'll we'll think about it in a reverent way. And and, then we'll see what's next and how things morph there. And just like that, episode 42, Ronnie Lott, Vim Baker, Al Horford still doing the damn thing. Caitlin Clark getting ran over or flopping in the on an Iowa court. Oh yeah, or Ohio State court rushing. Yeah, so we, we joked around about Kyle Lowry flopping earlier. Maybe a flop. I think it was a flop, but uh, Kyle Lowry's got such great base. He's not flopping, but <laughs> yeah, good good call out of Caitlin Clark, and we'll see. I'm sure. I don't know if that was their second game with Ohio State, or if we'll they'll see them again in the the Big Ten tournament. But uh, I need more Caitlin Clark on my. TV. I need more of it. I saw her on a commercial the other day. I think it was um, State Farm. State Farm. Yeah, that was. Yeah. A, that's a funny commercial. That was funny. Also, too tonight we had um, we had LSU versus shit. Who would LSU play? Uh, South Carolina. Maybe. Yeah. Two Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some good games coming up. Yeah. More hockey, more NBA. As we we get through the football season, we got more hockey, more NBA. NCAA women's and men's coming up. We got lots of good stuff coming up. We got some gas coming up. We got lots of cool shit cooking, JC. Yeah, we got some stuff uh, brewing. I'm working on uh, efforting getting some some people uh, to, to talk to us so you can hear some different voices and different uh, things. So we're looking forward to that 2024. Um, Big year for the gloss. Yeah, making moves. As we do every week. What do we like to say to the people? People survive in advance, especially if you're home alone on Friday night. (laughs) Peace.